Peace be with you. We have a guest preacher this morning, Pastor Chris, and his lovely wife Alice is here. Thank you very much. have a couple of announcements that I'd like to share with you. First is a gentleman that I did not have the privilege to know, but many of you did. Um, and Bob Lishen, Lixen, Bob Lixen, and um, so they, uh, Susan, how much of this do I share, the whole thing? Uh, okay, so this, this came from Laurel Jones, and I know that many of you know um, Bob Lixen, Lixen. So in the re letter reads this, in November 29th email from Pacific Southwest District, LCMS, there was a prayer request for Bob Lixon. Bob was a longtime member of Faith Lutheran Church in Huntington and is currently a member of St. John's Lutheran Church in Orange. If it is at all possible, could your pastor please announce this request on Sunday morning? It could also be run in your church's bulletin. Bob Lixon, Lixon sorry Bob, was found to have a large mass on the right side of his brain as well as a thyroid mass. He had surgery on Wednesday, November 21st. Surgery went well. Please pray for his recovery. So um, that is what uh, we have here. I do have uh, an address should anyone want to send cards of encouragement. I'll make sure that um, if you come and see me afterwards, I can give that to you. Or um, call the office and Ashley will have that. Okay? So... That little bit of uh, somber news, but again, it's an opportunity for us to pray for uh, a beloved friend. And I would direct your attention to the bulletin inserts, our Advent schedule. We are on our going to be having our third Wednesday night uh, gathering, and they've been going pretty pretty well, I think. You know, the people that have been there, who's been there? Raise your hands. All right, always room for more. So come on and uh, enjoy. We have a uh, meal at 6 o'clock, and then we have a hard start at 6.30 where we do our study and we finish at 7.30 promptly. So please do come. And hmm? Okay. Okay. Thanks, Aldrich. <laughs> Regarding nominations for council, we need help. I need help. I need, if you have the ability and the desire to help in council, I would really appreciate it. I know we are small in number, and I know that many of you have served prior. I know that some of you haven't become members yet. Would you consider becoming a member in order to be on council? That is a question that I would have. It takes... Uh, a, a number of people to make a quorum and, and to make decisions uh, that are pleasing to the Lord and good for this church and for our mission to make disciples of all nations. I really need your help. I need your help. Thank you, Bob. Thank you. All right. Anything else that I'm leaving out that is vitally important that, no? Okay. Thanks for helping. Ed's quiet today. All right. Well, let us now stand and let us sing as unto, our, unto the Lord. Our Advent hymn is O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, verses 1 and 2. We come together this morning in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins...
Let us confess our sins to God our Father, most merciful God. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your present and eternal punishment. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways. For the glory of your holy name, amen. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his son to die for you. And for his sake, he forgives you all of your sins. And as you're called an ordained servant of Christ, and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all of your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. For this holy house, and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. This is the feast of victory for our God. Alleluia. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Stir up our hearts, O Lord, to make ready the way of your only begotten Son, that by his coming we may be enabled to serve you with pure minds through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. You may be seated. Good morning. 
We're going to be reading from the book of Malachi today. It's on page 1490 in your pew Bibles. We're going to be reading Malachi 3, verse 1 through 7. It says, I will send my messenger who will prepare the way before me. Then suddenly the Lord you are seeking will come to his temple. The messenger of the covenant whom you desire will come, says the Lord Almighty. But who can endure the day of his coming? Who can stand when he appears? For he will be like a refiner's fire or a launderer's soap. He will sit as a refiner and purifier of silver. He will purify the Levites and refine them like gold and silver. Then the Lord will have men who will bring offerings in, righteousness in righteousness. And the offerings of Judah and Jerusalem will be acceptable to the Lord as in the days gone by, as in former years. So, I will come to put you on trial. I will be quick to testify against the sorcerers, adulterers, perjurers, against those who defraud the laborers of their wages, who oppress the widows, the fatherless, and deprive the foreigners among you of justice. But do not fear me, says the Lord Almighty. I, the Lord, do not change. So you, the descendants of Jacob, are not destroyed. Ever since the time of your ancestors, you have turned away from my decrees and have not kept them. Return to me and I will return to you, says the Lord Almighty. But I ask, but, but you ask, how are we to return? If you will turn to your um, bulletin uh, for the Psalms, uh, you will find those uh, where we read them responsibly. One through 12, Psalm 66. Shout for the joy to God all the earth. Sing the glory of his name. Make his praise glorious. Say to God, how awesome are your deeds. So great is your power that your enemies cringe before you. All the earth bows down to you. They sing praise to you. They sing praises of your name. Come and see what God has done his awesome deeds for mankind. Turn the sea into dry land, pass through the waters on foot. Come, let us rejoice in him. He rules forever by his power. His eyes watch the nations. Let not the rebellious rise up against him. Praise our God, all peoples. Let the sound of his praise be heard. He has preserved our lives and kept our feet from slipping. For you, God, tested us. You refined us like silver. You brought us into prison and laid burdens on our backs. You let people ride over our heads. We went through fire and water, but you brought us our, our next reading will be on page 1825 of the Pew Bible, 
will be reading from the book of Philippians, starting at chapter 1, and we'll be reading verses 2 through 11. Philippians 1, 2 through 11. Grace and peace to you from our God, our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God every time I remember you and all my prayers for all of you. I will always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. It is right for me to feel this way about all of you, since I have you in my heart, and whether I am in chains or defending and confirming the gospel, all of you share in God's grace with me. God can testify how I long for all of you with the affection of Christ Jesus. And this, this is my prayer, that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ. To the glory and praise of God. Here ends this reading. This is the word of the Lord. control over that. <laughs> the Gospel of Luke, according to the third chapter, praise to you, O Lord. In the 15th year of the reign of Tiberius Caesar, when Pontius Pilate was governor of Judea, Herod Tetrarch of Galilee, his brother Philip, Tetrarch of Eturia, and Tricon. Tracontus, okay, uh, and uh, Lysanias, tetrarch of Abilene, during the high priesthood of Annas and Caiaphas, the word of the God, word of God, came to John, son of Zechariah, in the wilderness. He went into all the country around the Jordan, preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins, as it is written in the book of the words of Isaiah, the prophet. A voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord, make straight paths for him. Every valley shall be filled in, every mountain and hill made low. The crooked roads shall become straight, the rough ways smooth, and all people will see God's salvation. John said to the crowds coming out to be baptized by him, you brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the coming wrath? Produce fruit in keeping with repentance, and do not begin to say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our father. For I tell you that out of these stones God can raise up children for Abraham. The axe is already at the root of the trees, and every tree that does not produce good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. What should we do then? The crowd asked. John answered, anyone who has two shirts should share with the one who has none, and anyone who has food should do the same. Even the tax collectors came to be baptized. Teacher, they asked, what should we do? Do not collect any more than you have required to, he told them. Then some of the soldiers asked him and said, what should we do? He replied, don't exhort money and do not accuse people falsely. Be content with your pay. 
The people were waiting expect expectantly and were all wondering in their hearts if John might possibly be the Messiah. John answered to them, I baptize you with water, but one who is more powerful than I will come, the straps of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and to gather all the wheat into his barn, but he will burn the chaff with unquenchable fire. And with many other words, John exhorted the people and proclaimed the good news to them. But when John rebuked Herod, the Tetrarch, because of his marriage to Herodias, his brother's wife, and all the other evil things he had done, Herod added this to them all. He locked John up in prison. This is the gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Our sermon comes from our gospel lesson in Luke chapter 3. Now may the hearts and your minds be enlightened to know the height and the breadth and the width and the depth that God has for you in his son, Jesus Christ. Did you know that the Roman Empire instituted a tax on urine? Now, wait a minute, Pastor. You mean to tell me that you're going to start your Advent sermon with this? Well, be gracious, my friends and fellow Christians, and I'll explain further. In Rome, urine was vastly used to wash their clothes. And so the emperors issued a tax on it for those who bought it. And in Malachi's reading this morning, we have the same thing. We have the Fuller's soap. And this uh, Fuller's soap, they might have used uh, urine or plants and other um, detergents uh, <clears throat> to uh, wash their clothes. But the way that they did this is they had a pool and they would kind of like the I Love Lucy where she's stomping grapes to make wine. Um, they, they used to take the urine, they put the, or the fuller soap and they'd stomp on it and they would uh, wash their clothes. It was their ancient way of having bleach. And um, both the, the Romans and the ancient Israelites did this. Uh, and we also have in our text the smelting of gold and silver, right? This was a purifying process where they would take the rock and the sand and the gold and the silver and they would put it into the flames and the gold would be purified at 1,947 degrees Fahrenheit. And here are just two examples of how they trampled or burned something to almost nothing. And furthermore, in our gospel reading, John testifies that there's a winnowing fork and the winnowing fork was used to separate the wheat from the chaff. So they would take a, a pitchfork and they would throw the wheat up in the air and the light part of the wheat, the chaff, would blow away and the wheat would fall into a pile and <clears throat> that's how they would uh, separate the husk from the wheat itself. And God, 
uses this as everyday, everyday items so that we can relate to his judgment of what's going to happen when God comes back. Now, of course, these are just human ways of explaining something that is really beyond our explaining. We can't really grasp that great day. The writers of our text this morning, Malachi and Luke, they can only give us human ways to explain the mighty, the almighty day of judgment when God returns. Malachi wrote, From the days of your fathers, you have turned aside from my statues and have not kept them. You see, the Israelites never kept God's commandments, and neither do we. We are not promise keepers. We are promise breakers. The prophet continued, I will draw near to you for judgment, and I will be a swift witness against the sorcerers and against the adulterers, and against those who swear falsely, and against those who oppress the wage earners in his wages, the widow and the orphans, and those who turn aside the alien that do not fear me, says the Lord of hosts. And furthermore, Luke wrote, Indeed, the axe is already laid at the root of the trees. So every tree that does not bear fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. And we too have fallen short, haven't we? We may not have committed adultery, but if we have looked upon a woman with lustful thoughts in our minds, we have already committed adultery. We swear falsely. We don't let our yes be yes and our no be no. We can just look back at our New Year's resolutions as proof of this. And we often neglect the poor and the needy. Our outreach is often meager and bleak. For we know that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And the prophet Malachi asks a good question. He says, but who, but who can endure the day of his coming. Who can stand when he appears? The answer is nobody. Nobody will be able to stand on that day. But this is why John the Baptist was sent as a messenger before God for repentance and for forgiveness of sins. And although this was a baptism for sinners, there were the Pharisees and the Sadducees along the banks of the river, and they stuck out like a sore thumb. They were dressed in their Sunday's best, not in camel hair. And John addressed them and he said, You 
brood of vipers. Who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Therefore, bear fruits in keeping with repentance, and do not begin to say to yourselves, We have Abraham for our father. For I say to you that from these stones, God is able to raise up children to Abraham. You see, self-pride and wanting to be seen, these religious leaders thought they were in right standing before God. They thought that they, too, had kept God's law. And therefore, they had no need to be baptized for repentance because they thought they were already all right with God. And of course, there were plenty of sinners lined up to be baptized by John, such as tax collectors and soldiers. And these so-called dregs of society, after receiving baptism, asked, what must we do? And John replied, well, if you have two tunics, give the one who is in need one. And do not collect more money than is required of you. And you should be content with your wages. Now, of course, these are not commands that are required for the forgiveness of sins. But this is what flows out of them, out of a free gift of salvation. After being baptized by John, their response was, well, what can we do? It was, it was like they were putting suggestion into John's suggestion box. And John said, now go, serve your neighbor. Now you're free to serve your neighbor. This is not a condition upon your salvation. This is the free, what flows freely out of the gift of salvation. Now you're free, free to go and love your neighbor and serve your neighbor. And as the crowds began to multiply and were in a state of expectation, they were starting to wonder, is John the Messiah? God's anointed one? <clears throat> and John responded, as for me, I baptize you with water. But one is coming who is mightier than I, and I am not fit to untie the thong of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. You see, John had fulfilled his calling, pointing his followers to Christ and to him alone. He knew that he had to decrease while Jesus had to increase. And this too was a fulfill, fulfilled by John in the Old Testament through the prophet Isaiah. He said, the voice of the one crying in the wilderness, make ready the way of the Lord. And as you recall at the beginning of John's ministry, John said, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. You see, John was very unique in that he had one foot in the Old Testament and another in the New Testament. And John here now announces the beginning of the end. 
And in our epistle reading this morning, Paul writes, For I am confident of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will perfect it until the day of Jesus Christ. You see, this good work in you began what was foretold by the prophets of old. This good work began in you when our Savior was born by the Virgin Mary. This good work began in you when your Savior was laid in the manger. This good work in you began when our sacrificial lamb went to Calvary's cross for you. This good work began when Jesus Christ for you was resurrected, putting away your sin and death for all eternity. That is when the good work began in you. And not only that, after Jesus' resurrection, he promised to send the Holy Comforter, the Holy Spirit that indwells in you to make sure that that good work will continue until the day Christ Jesus returns. And if you're unsure of this or in doubt of this, just as the Romans and the ancient Israelites used fuller's soap to trample out the filth of your garments, through your baptism right here, your filth rests at the bottom of this baptismal font, never to be seen again by God the Father. Because here, <clears throat> here, you have died in the likeness of Christ Jesus' death. And here, you have been raised anew. Old things have passed away, and all things have become new. And not only that, John the Baptist, out in the wilderness, was sustained by honey, wild honey, and locust. God provided for John out in the middle of nowhere. And in your wilderness, the wilderness that you live in, called the United States of America, the wilderness that you dwell in, God has provided something even better than wild honey and locust. He has provided a meal for you here at the altar through bread and wine. This bread and wine to sustain you in this wilderness, to nourish, to strengthen your faith until he comes again, which we know he is coming for you. Yes, Jesus was born to die, but this is only half the story. He's coming again for you. And when Christ returns, you will be transformed into his likeness. <clears throat> Even the creation now groans waiting for the earth to be restored the way it was intended to be. 
all of us who believe and trust in Christ, that Christ is our only hope, we will not be consumed. Regarding the second coming, Malachi recorded, he will sit as a smelter and a purifier of silver, and he will purify the sons of Levi and refine them like gold and silver. Why? So that they may present to the Lord offerings of righteousness. Then the offering of Judah and Jerusalem will be pleasing to the Lord in the days of old and as in former years. For I am the Lord, I do not change. Therefore you, O sons of Jacob, are not consumed. The good work that God began and will complete is the only one who can do it. God is the only one who can do it. And he did it for you here on the cross. He did it with his only begotten son. And again, on that day, mark the words of the prophet Isaiah. Every ravine will be filled and every mountain and hill will be brought low. The crooked will become straight and the rough roads smooth and all flesh will see the salvation of our Lord. Come quickly, Lord Jesus. Amen. Now confess our faith to the words of the Nicene Creed found on page three of your bulletin. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father, through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven. By the power of the Holy Spirit, he became incarnate with the Virgin Mary and was made man. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day, he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son. With the Father and the Son, he is worshiped and glorified. He is spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church, we acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Please pray with me. Dear Lord, Heavenly Father, Jesus Christ, your only Son, our Savior and Redeemer, and Holy Spirit, sanctifier and our personal guide and strength in faith, three separate holy persons, yet one almighty God. We're here at your command, as your children, to honor and praise you this morning. Your absolute power, might, and love are beyond our human understanding. Holy Scripture tells us that we're created in your likeness, but our human nature, desire for independence, and arrogance causes us to rely on ourselves to solve all of our earthly problems and control creation through our own hands. Clearly, this is above our pay grade, and we fail miserably. 
When we succeed, it's only through your intervention, which we often overlook. We can't even come to believe in your gift of salvation for us without the revelation of the Holy Spirit. And we pray for the continued involvement by the Holy Spirit in our daily lives, that our faith would remain strong all the days of our lives. Lord, we give you thanks for the steady rain this week and the incredible clouds, sunsets, and marvelous double rainbows that were so bright against the dark clouds that they seemed to be from out of this world. And no doubt they were. We also give thanks for the beautiful white snow draped across our local mountains and the clearest blue skies we've seen in a long time. Thank you, Holy Father, for the eyes and hearts to see your hand in creation and reminding us that you are here even today. Thank you for restoring hope. Thank you for showing us that there is far more to see gazing up at the heavens and your handiwork than gazing down into the shallowness of our phones, electronic media, and mindless business. As we begin to prepare to celebrate your gift of your son, Jesus, in human form on earth, we're reminded that this season is very busy in our lives and in our selfishness, we often overlook the eternal importance of your hand in our celebrations. We gave thanks only a month ago for all of your saints who have gone home before us, but more often we focused on costumes, candy, and parties rather than your saving grace. Shortly after, we gave thanks for our nation, but often forgot whom we were thanking, who blessed our nation, and how we're blessed among nations, instead of focusing on bountiful food and drink with little thought for those with nothing. And now, as we prepare to celebrate the arrival of your son, we often think more about shopping, what gifts we want, and how to accumulate more stuff to make us happy. Father, please slow us down refocus our eyes, hearts, and thoughts on you, and give us the hope, peace, and happiness, and warmth that only comes through your love that lasts forever. We know that you hear every voice and thought that calls upon you this morning. We know that you act on our prayers for our eternal good. We're sorry for our impatience to trust you to fix all of the problems we create and to trust that your timing is not ours. We are your children and we act like our own two-year-olds who ask why all the time and stamp our feet when they don't get their way right away. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for enabling us to see our limitations and take comfort in the knowledge that the Father remains in control even through our disappointments and struggles. We give thanks and praise to you, Holy Spirit, for your constant vigilance over our faithfulness and pray that you attend especially to those who are lonely, those who feel that they have no value, those overcome by personal tragedy, those facing the terror of war, and those tempted to lose faith by the hand of Satan. Thank you, Lord, for loving us so much that you would forgive all of our sins, mistakes, trespasses, and failures through the birth, life, death, and resurrection of your only Son, Jesus Christ, whose birth we will celebrate in a few short weeks. We ask that you help us to be kind to one another and beacons of light in an otherwise dark world, shining the way towards faith in the promise of eternal life through faith in your son, Jesus. Though it's not in our sinful nature, we pray that you would help us respond to hateful acts with kindness, just as your son, Jesus, did. Because of your love, we're emboldened to ask that you act to protect our nation's government and provide wisdom where it is lacking, and to protect military members, public safety officials, and other citizens whose jobs involve service for the protection and safety of the general public. We ask that you strengthen their resolve, warm their hearts with contentment, and give them courage. We give special thanks this morning for the forthcoming baptism of Chaplain Pirio's granddaughter, Ingrid Elena Alari, whose name will be written in your book of life, forever a member of your holy family, in Jesus the Christ. We offer now our personal petitions for your mercy, both silently and aloud. 
Into your hands, Lord, we commend ourselves, our families, and all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us take a moment and share the peace. Let's uh, keep it brief today. Um, I went long with the announcements, so let us share the peace. Will you please stand? Pray with me. Blessed are you, O Lord our God, maker of all things. Through your goodness you have blessed us with these gifts. With them we offer ourselves to your service and dedicate our lives to the care and redemption of all that you have made. For the sake of him who gave himself for us, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is indeed right and salutary that we should at all times and in all places offer thanks and praise to you, O Lord, Holy Father, almighty and everlasting God. You comforted your people with the promise of the Redeemer, through whom you will also make all things new. And in the day when he comes again to judge the world in righteousness. And so with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, Lord God of power and might, Heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. In the night in which our Lord Jesus was betrayed, he took the bread and he gave thanks and then he broke it giving it to his disciples, saying, take and eat. This is my body, given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And again, after supper, Jesus took the cup, and he gave thanks, and then he gave it to his disciples, saying, take and drink. This is the new covenant in my blood shed for you and for all people. For the forgiveness of sins, do this in remembrance of me. For we know that as often as we eat of this bread and drink of this cup, that we proclaim Christ's death, his resurrection, and his glorious coming again. Let us now together pray the perfect prayer that Jesus taught to us. Our Father, who art in heaven, Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Blind is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Aren't you glad that we have the bread and the blood instead of locusts and honey? But that wasn't lost on me there, Pastor, so thank you for that. While we are here in our own version of wilderness, no heaven on earth, he sustains us each and every time we come to the table and feast of his body for us, his blood for us. May it give you comfort and peace. You may be seated, and the ushers will bring you forward.
And now the benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and grant you his perfect peace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Our closing hymn is Lo How a Rose is Growing, page 58.